This is the Assumption Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Assumption Church is a Roman Catholic community under the care of the Franciscan Friars Conventual of Our Lady of Angels Province. It is a community of faith which is active in service and its ministries bring the gospel message of peace, reconciliation, and love to Syracuse and all of Central New York. Your glory here among us. Great is our A few years ago, when I was transferred from being stationed here in Syracuse to the borough of Brooklyn in New York City, there were an awful lot of things I had to learn very quickly. How to parallel park again, how to learn how to use the subway, and how to hire contractors because the bishop had given us a church and a rectory that were practically fallen down and in some ways maybe should have even been condemned. But we were determined that we were going to rebuild both the church and the rectory. And part of that was interviewing contractors. And I interviewed tons of contractors. And each one seemed to be lying to me more than the previous one. So finally, I settled on one contractor who I felt was honest, and he did good work for us. And he taught me something. And that something was, if I was going to go to Home Depot to hire any of the day laborers, I had to be very careful. Because if you go to the Home Depot, particularly in Brooklyn and in Queens, there are flocks of men waiting to be hired. And he said, the first rule is, If you don't go before 6.30 in the morning, forget about it. I don't get out of bed before 6.30 for man or God. So that was not going to happen. And he said the longer you wait during the day and the later they're still there, frankly, the more useless they're going to be. And I thought that was exceptionally harsh. And I said, really? He said, yes. All of the good day laborers who are skilled, who are looking for a job and are going to be honest, You have to hire before 6.30. The ones that are there at 11 o'clock, at noon, at 3, don't even think about it. It's not going to be worth your trouble. And he said, it's okay if they have tattoos, but if they have any tattoos on their neck or on their face, don't take them because they're probably gang members and they may come back and rob you. And I always think of that when I hear this gospel because what was happening in Jesus' time still happens today. The accents may have changed, the money has changed, but the context of this gospel is still with us. We can still experience this gospel in a very real way. This gospel is a horrible business model. If you're this landowner, if you're a businessman or woman, even if you just work in human resources, when you hear this gospel, this is not a good business model. If somebody has only worked two hours for me in a day, I am not gonna pay them eight hours plus benefits and an hour for lunch. It isn't gonna happen. But when we take this model, horrible for business, and apply it to the church, to salvation, to what Jesus promises us, all of a sudden, it takes on a whole different meaning. 
because what's bad for business saves us for eternal life. Because at the heart of this gospel, what we are discussing is conversion. We're discussing that conversion that happens in each one of our lives when we turn ourselves over to faith in Christ. And for some, just like in the gospel, that happened early on in our life and we never wavered. For others, it happened at the figurative nine o'clock in the morning, 12 noon, 3 p.m., or for some, perhaps as late as five or nine o'clock at night. But yet, those gifts of salvation, those gifts of eternal life, are given equally to all, regardless of when they came to work for the landowner. And we should, as Christians and as Catholics, rejoice in that, that with our God, there is always a time for deeper conversion. There's always room for us to do better, for us to more perfectly imitate the landowner and the master, Jesus Christ. So often, I think, when we hear this particular parable, we focus maybe on those individual workers and reflect as to our own place in that continuum. But I think as our parish begins to celebrate, continues to celebrate, and next weekend marks 175 years, the focus of this parable perhaps should shift slightly. Perhaps opposed to seeing ourselves as the individual workers, perhaps view ourselves as the landowner. Not to put ourselves in the place of Jesus and give ourselves a Messiah complex, but rather to be the ones who go out and invite others to come in to the vineyard. Equally, many years ago when I was first stationed here, I always remember the first parishioner of Assumption that I met. Does anyone remember Clara Frang? Hands, I think almost everybody. If you never met her, and if you don't know who she is, she's kind of a legend, at least in my own mind, because she was maybe about four foot five, had a very distinctive bow that she always wore in her hair. And I first met Clara in the hallway, coming from the friary into the church. And she was coming down the hall and she stopped and she looked at me with her purse and she said, who are you? And I looked at her and I said, I'm Brother Nick, who are you? Clara Frank, lifelong parishioner, nice to meet you. And she smiled and she walked away. Clara had a little bit of a perhaps harder exterior. She was known to sit back in coach on the left-hand side and had a seat for herself and for her purse. And if you sat in either her seat or the purse's seat, she would remind you, hey, that's my seat. And one day I looked at her and I said, Clara, we've got room for 600 people here, really? That's your seat? And she said, yes, move. Okay. <laughs> However, the backstory to that is that when I was in the office and I would take calls of people who wanted to join the parish, there was no other parishioner that people said invited them the way Clara did. 
And to be honest, I'm sorry, Clara, it blew my mind when more people said, oh, my friend Clara Frang told me I should come to Assumption. Oh, do you know Clara Frang? She said I would like it here, so I thought I would come here. It blew my mind. But that is the ministry, that is the work, I believe, of the vineyard that each one of us is called to do. We're called to invite, invite people into our community. Because whether those people have been here from the dawn of time, when the parish opened, or just arrived a week or two, or just visiting, everyone has a place in our parish. Everyone should be welcomed in our parish. And I think as a parish family and as a parish community, we do that. And we've been doing that for 175 years whether it was German immigrants, Italian immigrants, folks, new immigrants just arriving, Assumption has always been a place for the people of God to gather, regardless of where they came from, regardless of how much money they make, regardless of their social status. This parish has a long history of welcoming all of those who come to the vineyard. So as we prepare to celebrate next week with the bishop, our 175th anniversary, we do so with joy and thanksgiving to God for the last 175 years. But we also do it with great joy and thanksgiving, accepting the challenge of this gospel, that we as a parish are going to continue to welcome new laborers into the vineyard regardless of how hot it gets, regardless of the burden of the day, we're going to commit to doing that so that everybody is welcome into eternal life with our master and landowner, Jesus Christ. In you our every day becomes eternity. Thanks for listening to the Assumption Church Podcast. To listen to more episodes, connect with us in our community, or join us for worship, please visit assumptionsyr.org.